Slinging It Deep podcast. Last year was number four pick, and Mariota is going to go deep, and he's got the connection. All the way into the end zone goes Jameer Bird, his first catch of the season, and it goes for 75 yards and a touchdown. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the Slinging a Deep podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hayes, and today we have the entire crew here, actually. Uh, I think it's been like two months, maybe a month since we've actually had all four of us on a pod. Um, so we'll start off. Newman, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, pretty busy week for me, so I'm happy to just take a fucking hour to talk sports. I haven't done anything other than study for the past week. That is brutal. Um, I can't really relate. School right now is easy for me. Um, so I, I feel for you. <laughs> um, Evan, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. I uh, kind of wish it wasn't raining for about the fifth straight day. It's really <laughs> gloomy here in New England. It's been gloomy. I think it's going to remain gloomy. So uh, that's been tough. But yeah, I mean, pretty busy. Again, like Newman said, uh, this will be fun. It's been It's been too long. Agreed. Um, I think our schedules, like we kind of said in previous pods and even in chat, just so different, um, especially with my football schedule. I mean, I'm busy basically almost every day. Um, so maybe once the winter months come around, this will be a more typical setup for us having all four of us. So, but lastly, Colin, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Um, I mean, I agree with the other two. It's nice to just talk sports. I have two full books to read by the end of next week. So I've been doing nothing but laying in bed <laughs> reading books. So it'll be nice to lay in bed and talk about sports instead. Yikes. That's that's very unfortunate. Two books. Are they yeah. long books? Um, well, this one that I'm reading right now is called Terror in the Name of God. It's about religious terrorism. It's probably 450 pages. Oh, God. Oh, you know what? It's actually only 280. It just go. feels a lot bigger than it is because it's got a hundred pages of references in the back. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got going on. So how about you, Dan? What have you been up to? Football. Uh, we actually have an overnight trip this week to Hassan, which is in Bangor, Maine. We're leaving Friday afternoon. Um, other than that, I mean, counting classes and stuff and, you know, living life. How's the team this year? We haven't talked to any um, Golden Bears. I know. Uh, it's a it's a slight down year for us. We're three and four at the moment. One in, or two and one in conference play. Um, if we win out, uh, we have a very good shot at winning the conference. Um, that'll be a tough task. I think our three opponents upcoming, being Hassan, uh, UNE, and Endicott, are very good opponents. Especially Endicott, they have like four shutouts this year on defense. Um, um, so they're very good, but um, I feel confident if we like if we would just win out, we'll be conference champs and make the playoffs. So, but overall, I'd say a down year compared to expectations. Nice, UNH wonder, is rolling. I know. I was just going to say that, uh, but I was also going to add. I wonder whose defense is better, Endicott's defense or uh, the Detroit Lions' defense? <laughs> I think Endicott's. <laughs> Detroit's defenses. I mean, they did fine against Dallas, I guess, but overall they've been pretty bad. Yeah. So, um, but we could kind of get into it. Um, obviously starting with power rankings once Newman decides to give me some share screen privileges. Come on, um, Newman. <laughs> Slack. All right. You're good. All right. <laughs> Um, so we'll start off with college football, just kind of get that out the way. Not much, or some movement, I guess, but so Ohio state is still one, uh, Georgia two, Tennessee, three, Michigan, four, Bama moves up to five after Syracuse or sorry, Syracuse Clemson has the close game against Syracuse, uh, this past week. So Clemson drops six, Bama at five, uh, TCU up to seven, Oregon up to eight, Oklahoma state up to nine. USC up to 10, UCLA up to 11, and then Utah enters the rankings at 12. Obviously, Ole Miss drops out after 
what I think is kind of an embarrassing loss to LSU. Um, and then obviously also, well, Wake Forest, I guess, is tied, but Utah gets the tiebreaker over them. And then Penn State's also receiving some votes as well. Um, but I have no complaints uh, with this top 12. I think it's a pretty solid list. Um, yeah, I have no problems with it. Quick question for you, Dan. Um, you have Michigan at five, Alabama at four. Yeah. Is that how you project the season to play out, or is that just you like Alabama more than Michigan right now? I still like Alabama more, and I think it's the fact that I respect Tennessee. Um, I have Tennessee at two. Yep. So me, Bama losing a close game to Tennessee on the road, I, I'm just not going to disrespect. It's kind of like the close game against Texas. I'm not going to disrespect Bama for that. Um, so I still think they're a very good team. Uh, yes, they have some flaws, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to Bryce Young and Nick Saban to kind of figure it out. And I still think if they had to go play Michigan on a neutral site or something like that, that Alabama would end up getting the win. Fair. So it's kind of my take on that. I don't know if there's really anything in these rankings that particularly stands out when I got them. Um, we all have TCU at seven. So I think there's a clear cutoff between um, the top six and kind of these bottom six teams. My personal Absolutely. opinion. Yeah. I, I thought about giving show. Texas a look at 12, but they played a tight one against Ohio State. So, Ooh. Uh, for me, I would just shout out uh, TCU's quarterback. Isn't he just nasty? Duggan, yeah. Duggan. Heard great it's, things. It's interesting about Duggan because he wasn't even the starter coming into the year. Mm. The actual starter in camp got hurt, so Duggan had to start, but obviously he's lit the world on fire oh. these uh, past weeks, so he's earned the job, but – it's just that's it's funny how college football works. You go in with your backup quarterback, you're undefeated, and you're in a prime position to win the uh, the Big Twelve, and who knows, maybe make a college football playoff. I mean, this year, one thousand eight hundred seventy-one yards, nineteen touchdowns to one interception, and an eighty-five point five QBR. He's just been fantastic. I agree. I think a lot of that also goes to their receiver, Quinton Johnson. Uh, I Johnson. shouted him out on that uh, the college pod that we did. I'm not yep. sure if you were on for that, Dan. Indeed, I was. Um, and I believe I talked about how he's definitely going to be like a first round prospect for me. Yes, how you're right. I, I thought he was going to be a my that. guy type. But <laughs> if you look at like the mock drafts, he's going in like the top 10 in some of these mock drafts that are coming up. So it seems as though his hype has definitely climbed and I'm not the only one respecting his game or us too, but. Wow. But. Newman, you got any thoughts on these rankings? I mean, not really. We kind of agree on everything. Uh, shout out the AP pool because they actually did a good job this week. Not too different than ours. Uh, usually they do something drastic that pisses me off, but I was pleasantly surprised with their top 12. Um, I don't know. I'd say one quick thing. I thought Ohio State maybe played one of their – based on kind of what I, I watched a little of the game when I was home. Um, and kind of slipping back and forth. It really looked like that was maybe one of their worser games of the year, and yet they still blew them out and just destroyed them. I think, that, I think Ohio State – and I said this on the college pod episode that we did, um, me, Dan, and Colin. I think they're just the number one team by far – by far um <laughs> i don't know it's interesting because i think they're the only team that doesn't have a major hole in their resume like if we just look at the rest of the teams like georgia i i think you could point at their game against missouri and kent state and be like they're completely beatable they just played really bad teams and they weren't able to take advantage of georgia's mistakes tennessee new kid on the block uh, compared to recent uh, years. So kind of have to wait and see if this can actually hold up. They play Georgia in a couple of weeks. So we'll see Michigan um, that they eventually have to play Ohio state and they're probably going to get run through. Um, I think Ohio state's motivated to beat them. So, and I just, I don't think this Michigan team is what they were last year. Um, Bama has been pretty risky on the road. Um, and then Clemson, obviously, T DJ gets benched this week for Cade. Um, so their offense is just a question mark at the moment. 
So I think when you look at these other teams, Ohio State's really the only one that doesn't have any major question marks. Oh my God! I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm already getting ahead of myself looking at the NFL rankings. But Newman. Oh yeah, hold on. Yeah, oh. I, I, there's been a mistake. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. Well, should we move on to the NFL to figure out what this mistake is? Yes. All right. So that's the college football rankings. Uh, those will be posting on the Instagram probably by the time this recording's out around the same time. Uh, the rankings will be posted on the Instagram. So check those out. But for the NFL um, rankings, they move around every single week. Um, so, oh, did you forget to send them, Newman? No, I sent them. Oh, my God. They're hideous. <laughs> so as a collective group, uh, we have Buffalo at one. Um Technically, Philadelphia and Kansas City are tied for uh, two and three. I believe I still have Kansas City as a two on the graphic, so I'm just going to leave it like that. Um, Minnesota four, Cincinnati five, Dallas at six, despite Newman not voting for them, which I assume is the mistake. Uh, Baltimore seven, uh, Tennessee eight, the New York Giants at nine, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 10, Los Angeles Rams 11, and the New York Jets at 12. Holy moly, New York sports, or at least the football teams. The Mets kind of blew it. but And Newman. fuck the Yankees. And fuck <laughs> yeah. the Yankees. And the Newman, what's the mistake? Yeah, so so every week I do, I do an entire 32, and then I realized I accidentally put the Giants on there twice in place of the Cowboys. So the Cowboys are just nowhere on my rankings when I sent them. And then I realized this morning when I was prepping for the pod, I was like, fuck, the Cowboys aren't aren't there (laughs) and they're doing well. So I apologize to the Cowboys. They should be on there. And uh, unfortunately, the New York Giants got on my my Mickey Mouse rankings. Where would you have Dallas? Yeah, I'm them. I would have them up where you guys have them. Well, where do you want them? Because I can't change his life. Oh, please change. Let's Ooh. put them. Let's put them at five ahead of Tampa Bay. Fuck Tampa Bay. So five. the fact Newman, I, I'm sorry, but the fact that you have Tampa, Green Bay, and the Rams all in your top twelve, I'm sorry, but those teams just aren't what they were last year. And there's no encouraging signs at all for at least Green Bay and Tampa. The Rams had a buy, so we'll see. But I'm gonna jump in uh, and piggyback on that point. I mean, I hear a lot of talk about how the AP rankings are so bad, but obviously the AP rankings, they pretty much are judged in part of where the teams were ranked the preseason. So I think, you know, to criticize those and to keep the Bucks, and I'm with Colin, to keep the Bucks, the Packers, these teams that look horrible. Tampa Bay scored three points against Carolina and Brady looks like garbage. And the offense looks just all over the place. For me, I can't put them in the top 12 based on how they've looked. I think other teams have looked better. Um, I don't really tend to, and I know Colin probably agrees, I don't tend to focus on where I had them ranked in the preseason. I focus on the product that I see on the field. And the product that I've seen on the field from the Packers and the Buccaneers is just horrible and inexcusable so i can't put them in my top 12 when they show me one good week um you know i would be inclined to put them back i think it's a case of two offenses that are just in complete disarray two really good defenses but the offenses are just putrid putrid and it sucks for the defenses but the defenses have had to pull the pull those uh, respective teams all year long and they're going to probably have to continue to do so yeah I would just real quick jump on that when I do my rankings I don't even look at my rankings from the previous week outside of like one one through five right now has been locked in for me for the past month probably outside of that I change mine every single week and I've had Tampa and Green Bay in past, but I just can't anymore. They're not they're not good right now. They are bad. I think the Jets and the Giants and you know the Titans and, and the Dolphins. I would say if you gave me a head to head next week, I would take all four of those teams over Tampa and Green Bay. 
real quick before the other two go, um, Giants beat the Packers, um, obviously a few weeks ago. And I would say too, when Colin says the teams are bad, I and don't the Jets. think the, I the don't Jets think also the, beat the Packers. I don't think the defenses are bad. I will say that the defenses are good. The offenses are really just holding those teams back. And the floor is uh, yours. Whoever wants to go. I mean, I just, I just hold the faith. I mean, the Packers, yeah, they fucking suck. But the Tampa, they started off the year hot. I mean, they destroyed Dallas with Dak Prescott. They got into a shootout with Kansas City. I, like, I just feel like that team is still in there somewhere. That, like, if they were to go up against the Giants, I still feel like it would be an even matchup or Tampa Bay would win. And even the Packers probably should have won that London game. They just kind of choked in the fourth quarter. They were up 10-plus after three quarters. I think that also, like, that has to speak to the Giants. I know that Dan and Newman have been reluctant to include them based on the schedule, but they've had some very good come-from-behind wins over teams that you have ranked above them. So I'm waiting for some respect. I mean, Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones has been really good, and he's not turning the ball over. The, The offense has limited weapons, and they're doing everything they can. Saquon's been phenomenal. Dable's been great. I know, Dan, you have something to say, so go ahead. Um, It's really just – you could have finished what you're saying, but I'll just get into it. So, really, when I look at this, um, I don't have Green Bay ranked, obviously, but I still do have Baltimore and Tampa. Um, when we look at – I've had talks with uh, Evan about this. When we look at that Baltimore-New York game, just for an example – Going into the four or just even before that last drive that the Giants luckily got the Lamar Jackson, just absolute fluke type interception, just stupid uh, play. They outgained them in yardage 400 to 160. That's not good football from the Giants. That's just dumb luck that you ended up winning. So, yes, I'm going to like respect that they're winning games. But when I'm looking at the teams and who I would take in a favored matchup, Baltimore was the better team all day and it took one Lamar stupid decision to just kind of give the game away. Yes. Congrats that you're still in the game kind of late, but it's just, there's a lot of teams out there that at their full potential, they're just going to be so much better than the giants. Tampa Bay is one green Bay. I, I think their receiver core is so bad that they're not at the moment, but maybe if they make a trade, they will, but there's just so many teams out there that are better than the New York Giants on paper. And even on the field, it just so happens at the end of the game, even this past week, the Jaguars are at the one yard line and just couldn't get in on the last play of the game. They're so close to not being this six and one team. That's good. There's so many facets of their games where they're just not good and get dumb luck to win these games. So that's why I think some of these teams, I still would take them and think they're better overall. I think you could look at that two different ways. I see it as like that defense is Ben don't break. You give up 400 yards. Yes. But you held them to 17 points, 20 points by the end of the game. Right. It was 24, 20 final. So yes, you give up a thousand yards and that's great. And Baltimore is a very interesting team to me because all their losses have come in the fourth quarter and they've dominated the game through the first three, which makes it difficult for me to decide whether or not, I think they will be a contender because I do, but it's the same thing that happened last year. Those late game struggles for them and late game decision-making cost them a lot of wins. And it is right now. And for me, the giants in the late games have been their best. And yes, they give up a ton of yards and the defense, obviously none of us expected them to be good based on what they have on paper, but they're playing good football and they're getting wins when it matters. So I don't think you can fault them for other teams just not being good in the fourth quarter. It's probably a fair statement, but again, when it comes to these rankings, the way I look at it is if there's a neutral site or if there's just a matchup, who do I think is the better team? Um, And there's just a lot of teams right now that I, not a lot because, well, yeah, a lot. Um, It's almost a third of the league, but I I, I still just think that they're better than the giants. Um, It's, Kind of like the twins of the MLB. I'm just waiting for their downfall. Um, I, I don't want to buy in again. Like I did buy into the twins, like at the wrong time. Um, that, I guess that's kind of how I look at the giants right now. Um, 
kind of some reminders from the past couple of years. And I actually sent one of them to Evan chiefs last year. No one thought that uh, they were good at the mid season. Uh, I believe one of us had them out of the playoffs in our mid mid season. They turn around and, you know, yep. So they, they turn it around. It's completely possible. Teams just have slow starts, even if it takes half a year. Um, and then also a couple of years ago, the Steelers were 11 and 0 and, you know, we saw how that ended. So there are false 11 and O's. No, and for sure. Some ones out there. Yeah. And and I would I say too, yeah. I, and I would say too, and I'm sure Colin would agree. I mean, if the giants come out and lose to Seattle by about 14, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised. I think I'm, I'm buying into, I guess what I've seen on the field thus far through seven weeks and, you know, if they lay an egg or if Daniel Jones throws three picks, like I will make changes and say the Bucks beat the Ravens by, I don't know, double digits. I'll certainly reconsider. I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, their power rankings um, and it's not all black and white. And that's I think the great thing is that, you know, everybody uh, has their own opinion, has their own views on on how they rank the teams, which I think is great. And uh, I think it brings good discussion. I think we're all. Um, the type of people who will adjust based on kind of what we see on the field. So I think that's a, a great part about these uh, power rankings. I agree. Um, Dan, I'm not sure what you have planned because none of us, uh, I believe that's for the content. It's better that we don't know what's planned for what we have going on today, but do you have any Seahawks questions or can we discuss them a little bit? I do actually have Seahawks content. Yes. Okay. So we'll talk about them later, but um yeah, I mean, the NFL is crazy right now, and it's fun. Like, it makes the pod fun every week. It makes the power rankings fun. It, it Parody's great in every sport. I, I wish that more sports had this kind of chaos week to week like the NFL has so far. Yeah. I'd agree. I think football has definitely been more entertaining, but also head-scratching at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that makes it fun. So mm-hmm. makes it easier to talk about instead of just being like, you know, here are the top 12 teams in baseball from July to September. They never change. <laughs> the exact teams, the same exact rankings. Oh, they had a tough stretch. Like, it's just so different. So anything else on these rankings um, before we get into a new segment for the pod? No, let's jump in. Well, all right. So usually this is where um, we would head into the recap games and focus games, um, but we're going to kind of switch it up. We're going to do a over or under reaction type of segment. So I'm going to give a statement and the guys will decide whether it's an overreaction an underreaction, or if it's just an accurate statement. Um, so I have 16 of these. Um, the way I kind of made them was there's eight questions involving quarterback play across the league. And then there's eight questions involving um, teams around the league. Um Two per division, um, just kind of the way I, I went about it for this week. Um, so we could kind of go in the order of, I'll say the reaction, Newman, you'll give your answer, Evan, Colin, and then I'll give my answer. Um, and we'll just run through these real quick. So, yeah. Um, the first uh, reaction is going to be Bailey Zappi is currently the better quarterback in New England. Uh, that's an overreaction. I think based on, I don't watch too much Patriots football, but based on what I've seen, it seems like they're shrinking the playbook, uh, for Zappy running a lot, making it easier for him to make the easy reads like that touchdown that he threw the other day was the most wide open touchdown I've ever seen. And he still almost missed the throw. I think Mac Jones is a really smart quarterback. I think that that injury is clearly still bothering him. And I think that's why Bill made that switch. I know he said it wasn't a performance related benching. Uh, but I think you invest the first round pick in Matt Jones. I still think he's the better guy. I'm sure if he's healthy, he'll be the starter next week. So that's an overreaction. So the question is, is he the, uh, Zappy the better quarterback now? Of course not. Uh, so I think it's an overreaction. Uh, do I think they probably should have started him if Mac was still banged up against Chicago? Probably. I don't think there's a rush necessarily to get Mac back. You want Mac fully healthy when he's up there. You could tell at the beginning of the year, you know, he wasn't at his best. Uh, but I think at the end, the end of the day, like Newman said, I mean, you take him in the first round, you have to invest in a quarterback like that. You can't kind of flip-flop with a guy who you took in the fourth round this past year. So absolutely an overreaction. I think it should be Mac next week. I agree. 
definitely an overreaction. I think there's something weird going on with the offense where Zappi's almost being allowed to throw the ball more down the field than Mac is. I'd like to see them kind of give Mac the same the same chance to go deep and take a shot that they're giving Zappi. I mean, that shot down the sideline to Parker into double coverage, yes, a, a very good throw and a very good catch. Not a great decision, really, in double coverage, but I'd like to see more openness of the playbook for Mac. Um, but I agree. I mean, let's be honest. Zappi was not the reason we won the past two weeks. The defense played pretty good. The run game was very good. He's had good pass protection as well, which Mac has not always had. So I think Mac healthy with the full playbook, which I think they need to do, will uh, will be the answer. I agree. Um, it's an overreaction. Um, although I have been on the record saying I'm not really a Mac guy. I don't believe Mac is the long-term answer for the Patriots at quarterback. I just don't think the upside's there. Um, I don't think the upside's there with uh, Zappy. Yes, there's some energy uh, because when the backup comes in, kind of just gives fans, uh, sometimes the team, a little energy, um, just some new blood in there. But I, I still think Mac is the better processor. Um, and if you probably put them in better environments, Mac would show that he's the better quarterback. So I believe this is an overreaction. Um, the next statement we'll have is the New York Giants will finish the season with 12 wins. Damn. I'm in. Let me look up their schedule, which is very fairly easy. Um, I'd probably say overreaction because I think they're going to regress a little bit, but I know they have like a fucking cakewalk the rest of the way. Um, let's find They out. have Seattle this week, a bye, at home against Houston, at home against Detroit, in Dallas, at home against Washington, at home against Philly, in Washington, in Minnesota, at home against Indy, and they end the season on the road in Philly. Yeah, so they pretty much have to go 500 the rest of the way to not make that. Um, you know what? I think they could. I think it's. I think they'll finish with probably 10 or 11, but I could certainly see 12 based on how easy the schedule is, and you only have to win six more. So I'd, I'd say it's probably accurate. Um, I'm going to agree. Uh, again, I really think the defense um, right now and how it's playing is being somewhat overlooked. They've done a great job, especially against the pass, uh, which is surprising when you think about kind of who they let go. I know, obviously, James Bradbury's not there anymore. And kind of some of these other guys that are in their secondary now have really stepped up. So I've been impressed so much with the defense. Uh, and I think that has always been their identity back a couple of years ago when they were competitive, uh, had that big, I believe, week 17 game at home against Dallas when uh, they got a ton of sacks like this defense uh, is the identity of the Giants team. And then obviously when you get uh, when you bring in Brian Dayball, who is an offensive uh, genius and a, and a great brain to bring in, he's going to design plays and he's going to get the best out of guys like Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and Darius Slayton. So when I look at it from that perspective, I, of course, you know, six and one at this point, I think they're definitely uh, a candidate for 12 wins. And I've just been so impressed with uh, the team and the coachings thus far. Yep. I'd agree. I think with the schedule that they have, it's not far-fetched for them to win 12 games. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that they will most likely, if they do win 12 games, will most likely have more wins than uh, a division winner. I would say probably more wins than the NFC West or NFC South division winner. Um, but, I mean, they've earned it so far. So I'd say that's an accurate statement. I agree that it's a somewhat accurate statement. Um, I just don't think – I think they'll finish with around 11 or 10 wins. Um, I don't – I'm not going to call it an overreaction just because on the – like how few wins between 10 and 12 there are. But I, I will say it's an accurate statement, but being under that 12 mark. So – 
Um, the next statement I have here is the Chicago Bears are a fringe playoff team at three and four at the moment. I think it's an overreaction. I don't think they're very good, but I, I've liked what they've done the past two weeks, beating the running game. Fields has gotten a lot more involved running the ball. I think he had like 10 something plus attempts last week against New England. Herbert uh, has been really good. Uh, I like that they're using him more because the passing game has just been non-existent for them. And we know that that defense is really good. Um, I just don't know. Like the, the NFC is so scattered right now. Obviously the Packers are bad and Tampa's bad and the Seahawks are leading the West. So I could see it, but I just don't think they're going to be there, uh, you know, down the stretch. So I'd probably go overreaction there just based on how bad they are. I think it's an overreaction as well. I looked at their last three games. No, this is pretty similar with Baltimore, but I mean, Fields is obviously the passing leader and the rushing leader for this team the last three weeks. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it makes them very predictable. But again, it's tough to stop. That said, I mean, you look at kind of their upcoming schedule. I mean, they have some winnable games, but I just don't see the offense uh, beating some of these teams. The defense has always been. Again, you talk about the Giants, similar. Chicago's uh, defense has always been their identity. So if the, their defense can continue to play pretty well, I think they might have a, ch a good chance. But, again, I just don't trust the offense enough uh, to say that that's an accurate reaction. I think that's an overreaction. Uh, the NFC is just a shit show. Washington, Chicago, Tampa, Atlanta, for San Francisco, and Arizona are all three and four. Um I mean, I think we would all say by the end of the year, Green Bay, Tampa, San Francisco, and probably Arizona finished better than Chicago. Yes, they've won a few games, but they're just not good yet. I'm sorry. And I'm not even sold on fields. He can't throw for more than 200 yards in a game. They have no weapons outside of Mooney. Um, and I honestly think they're a better team when Herbert gets the ball more than Montgomery. I don't love Montgomery that much. Herbert super fast adds another element to that team of being able to break tackles get down the field big plays that's what that team's missing it's the big playability uh real quick before dan goes one game for justin fields over 200 passing yards yeah it's fucking pathetic um i think this is an overreaction as well i kind of put this on here to see if anyone would take the bait um but i don't think the bears like you guys have said offensively are that good so the next statement I will give away will be the Las Vegas Raiders are the second best team in the AFC West. Before I answer that, I'd just like to point out that Daniel Jones only has two games over 200 yards and one's <laughs> 202 and one's 217. So we'll leave that there. Uh, wow, you got me so good. Uh, one team six and one, the other's three and four. I know. <laughs> Uh, overreaction because I still believe in my Chargers. Uh, although the Raiders were impressive uh, this past week, the offense finally got going against Houston. I just think the Chiefs obviously are on another level, and I think the Chargers will figure it out. Obviously, the injury bug has kind of plagued them, but a few changes to the offense I think can get us back on track. And I don't know, I don't see the Raiders really doing much. Josh Jacobs has been so good this year out of nowhere, which is really great, even though they didn't pick up his fifth year option because they're stupid. Um, but I don't know. I think they're probably third right now and Broncos fourth. Real um, quick, um, Evan, I don't want to interrupt, but just to finish that Fields Jones debate, Fields, uh, five <laughs> passing touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, Jones has six passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and uh, just the same amount of rushing yards. So, I mean, yes. Neither of them have been that impressive on paper, but Daniel Jones not turning the ball over like that bum Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm on the Jones train, so I'll trash anyone at this point. Well, it helps when uh, you got Saquon Barkley on your team. But for me, I'm going to call this an accurate uh, claim. I think the Raiders are a team that I would expect to trend up. They have a big game this week against New Orleans. I'm picking them to win that game. I know we'll probably get into picks in a second. I look at the Chargers defense, and it's just god-awful. One of the worst defenses in the league against the run. They just lost J.C. Jackson for the year. I don't trust the defense. And 
really Mike Williams going down. I mean, that's also a huge loss that we have to take into account. Uh, we're not sure how many weeks he's going to be out. He's going to miss some time. So again, it was an offense that missed um, Keenan Allen for a while to start the year. They had some issues there. Allen comes back and now Mike Williams is out for a while. And really Eckler seems to be your only reliable pass catcher. So I have concerns about the offense. The run defense is horrible and they just lost the all pro corner. The Raiders are trending up. I really liked how they played, you know, the loss against Kansas city, tough loss, but again, they were in that game. They have Devonte Adams, unbelievable. Jacobs trending up Waller's back healthy. Hopefully Renfro can get going. So I'm buying that. I think the Raiders are the second best team in that division. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy that as well. The Chargers, I mean, I heard this today and I sent the video to the chat. Uh, Herbert, 19 and 20 as a starter now in the NFL. Um, they are completely incapable of running the ball. Eckler is just a non-factor in the run game outside of that one week where he busted out for 176. But they can't run the ball. They have no one to throw to down the field. Herbert's not taking any shots. The defense sucks. Uh, and Staley is just a moron. I'm out on the Chargers. So I'm not out on the Chargers, but I do believe by end of year, the Raiders will be in the second spot for the West. Um, they played some close games at the beginning of the year, despite their losses. Um, but you play a really tight game against KC, um, only losing by one point. And honestly, if Hunter Renfro doesn't run into Devontae Adams, you probably get a first down and win the game. Um, and they've just been very good as of late. I know they only played the Texans, and it, that's nothing that's significant. But, I mean, they're starting to kind of figure it, figure it out, how to win games. And I think just with the talent on roster, how well Josh Jacobs is playing, um, it, I really do believe the Raiders will be the second-best team in this division when everything is – uh, settled, finished. So, uh, and one more stat, Dan. Um, Chargers most points against in the AFC, third in the NFL besides Detroit and New Orleans. So, allowing a lot of points, 189 so far. All right. Um, we kind of keep up this Herbert talk. Uh, the statement I have here is Justin Herbert is overrated and not a top 10 quarterback for this season. That's preposterous, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, I mean, he has no one to throw to, and we're on third string online. I think, yes, he's not as aggressive as he was last year, which is certainly the problem. I think last year we were second in explosive plays. I think this year we're trending towards think, the bottom of the league. So I'd like to see him air the ball out more. The problem is the receivers he has to work with are the slowest motherfuckers on the face of the earth and can't get down the field before he gets insta-stacked. Um, but I think, I mean, like he's not turning the ball over a lot. He has four picks compared to like 12 touchdowns. He's only been sacked twice with the, you know, the third string line, which I think is good for his pocket presence. I think a lot of the problem is Joe Lombardi thinks he's got fucking like Drew Brees back there or some bum like Tom Brady who can't throw it deep, uh, and refuses to set up anything down the field. Like we did last year, like that, you know, that Guyton play against the giants last year that went all over the media. We haven't seen that once. And now with no Mike Williams, it's kind of fucked because he's kind of the deep ball guy. But he's still an elite quarterback. He's still fantastic. So I'm not worried, but he's not playing as aggressive as he should be. Uh, what was the phrasing of the question? Justin Dan? Herbert is overrated, and he is not a top 10 quarterback for this season. That's a, um, I think that's an overreaction. You kind of look around the league. Um, I mean, there's just not many guys that I'm taking before Herbert. I mean, you know, I look at Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar, Joe Burrow. I mean, Jalen Hurts, Kyler. I mean, outside of those kind of guys, there's I'm not taking anyone really over Herbert. So he's definitely a top 10 quarterback still. He's definitely elite. Uh, and again, again, Newman watches the team more than anybody here. Uh, I'm going to take his word. Uh, I think probably the play calling has been pretty bad. I mean, Eckler's getting, you know, 15 targets a game. It's, it's certainly a little questionable. I think Herbert's, uh, the talent is undeniable. I mean, yes, the talent is undeniable. I think this year, that's a fair statement. Um, I just haven't been impressed with that offense. It's very, very one dimensional. And I understand you've had injuries, but, 
Mike Williams just went down this week. Without Allen, they hadn't done much on offense. Williams struggled to get going uh, against Denver specifically. Um, I don't know. I just, like, that's that, 19 and 20 as a starter. And, yes, a lot of great deep throws, a lot of great plays, but he's not winning football games, and that's what matters the most at the end of the day. I'm going to say if we're looking at this season in a vacuum, I believe it's an accurate statement just because I know I had high expectations for the Chargers um, and Justin Herbert. He's my MVP pick. They're my Super Bowl pick. Just very underwhelming. I understand there's another equation to their success and losses and being the defense has absolutely sucked. Um, Brandon Staley being a defensive coach has really lacked the defensive part of being a coach. Um, <laughs> So, but I, I still don't think that it excuses just the kind of the, the lack of production that Herbert has shown. And I mean, I still believe having Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer, I still believe that's enough weapons to win some of these games until Keenan Allen can come back. Um, and the fact that they're not winning these games, I mean, it, it's a little concerning. Obviously, Herbert is a, a talented quarterback, but I think when we're looking at some of the best quarterbacks and their ability to win um, and their ability to lead, I, for this season in particular, it's just I don't think Herbert has – I can't – I'm blanking on the phrase I want to say, but basically he has not met expectations for what we are expecting and what he could possibly be. So for this season, I have to say it is an accurate statement. Sorry, Newman. Um, so the next statement will be the Seattle Seahawks will win the NFC West division title. Um, I mean, it's no reaction just because I think the other three teams are going to trend upwards as the season goes on. I mean, we saw how Arizona looked when Hopkins returned. Um, they just threw him the ball a hundred times and it worked really well. Um, the Rams, I feel like, are just the team that's going to figure it out. And the Niners are starting to figure it out. I mean, they just got McCaffrey, and he looked great in the limited time that he had the ball with them. I just think the Seahawks are off to a hot start. And I give them a lot of credit. I think Pete Carroll is trying to save his job right now. Uh, Geno Smith is, like, the highest completion percentage in the league right now. And Kenneth Walker uh, has really shined. Um, but I just don't think they have the firepower or the defense to uh, – keep this lead that they currently have in the West. I agree. I think the defense is really bad. Um, although Wollin's been great. They've, they've got some guys, but I think collectively the unit's not been good. And again, I agree with what Connor just said. I mean, you look at the rest of the teams in, in that division. I mean, you know, Rams points against, I know they had the bye, but 126 in San Francisco, 133. I think those defenses are far better. And then Arizona, um, you know, a team kind of on the rise uh, a little bit. So uh, I think it's something where they'll fall off at some point. So overreaction. I agree. I think it is an overreaction. I've been very impressed with how they played, especially on the offensive side, but I can't see them outlasting those other three. Um, we also might want to try to rapid fire a couple of these because yeah. we are approaching an hour already. Yeah, it's fine. Um. I like don't want to call this an overreaction because I do believe the Seahawks are a legitimate playoff contender at the current moment, just with how Geno Smith is playing. Um, and I believe the defense is way better than expected, uh, especially with the rookies really performing. Um, so I think the statement would be more accurate if it was make the wild card. Um, so I'm still going to say it's an accurate statement to possibly win the division. Um, I just I don't want to call it an overreaction because I do believe they the Seahawks can have high hopes for the playoffs. So we can can kind of start the rapid fire some of these. Um, I'll just go in order of how I have them written down. Um, Lamar Jackson has lost himself money for his next contract. Uh, accurate. Sorry, what was it? You you cut out for a second on for me. Lamar Jackson has lost himself money for his next contract. Uh, probably accurate. I'd say accurate as well. Agreed. Um, Sam Ellinger is the savior for the Indianapolis Colts. Accurate. Fuck Matt Ryan. He sucks. 
Uh, no, no. Let me see a week, but I am playing him in Clubhouse Fantasy Football League <laughs> this week over Aaron Rodgers. That's how Fuck bad yeah. I think Green Bay is. So, um, I believe this is an overreaction. I think this is just a like cover up tank for the Colts. Somehow it's just not being looked at as a tank. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will miss the playoffs. False overreaction. They'll pick it up. No, I, the division's just too bad. So no. Did you say Tampa Bay misses the playoffs? Yeah, that's an overreaction. Did you know? I, this is overreaction, but did you know? I believe Atlanta is playing. I forget who this week, but if they end up winning and Carolina beats whoever they're playing, Carolina takes the lead next week in the <laughs> NFC South. They're one game out. It's Carolina, Atlanta this week, and Tampa okay. Bay, and then Tampa Bay, Baltimore. So yep, that's what it was. Okay, yep. So I think this is an overreacted action statement, but you never know. Um, the New York Jets will now just miss the playoffs due to the Brees Hall injury. Um, overreaction. I think they were going to miss the playoffs anyway, but this definitely does not help. Uh, you could have probably convinced me with Brees Hall. Maybe they'd make a push, but now, no. I agree. I think they still make it. Whoa. Ooh, hell yeah. I think I the that. Jets are good. Like, they've played good. The defense has been a lot better than I expected, and I get people are saying Wilson's holding that offense back. Wilson's is not the one holding the offense back. They're just not letting him have all the freedom in the world, which I think is a smart play because – you saw what happened last year at the beginning of the year when they let him run wild and do whatever he wanted. He turned the ball over left and right. I think they're far better running the ball. Yes, Brees Hall is a huge loss, but I think Robinson is a very good pickup. He had a couple great weeks to start the year in Jacksonville, and then all of a sudden it was ETN show. I think he's definitely capable of leading that backfield, and I do think with time they'll give Jackson more uh, – sorry, not Jackson, Wilson more and more uh, freedom within the offense – um, but yeah, I think the Jets make the playoffs still. Interesting take. Um, I, I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I, I, even though they have a hot start, kind of like the Giants, I don't know if they're even going to make the playoffs to begin with. So um, I'd say that was an overreaction, I guess. Um, Kenny Pickett should not be the starter for the Steelers after throwing seven interceptions in, I believe it's three games. Uh, I think that's an over. I think at this point you have to just ride him out. You can't just like put him in and then take him out. It's like the two of shit with Fitzpatrick. Uh, fire Matt Canada. Uh, I know this pod's been very <laughs> Matt Canada, and I'm not sure which individuals, but I know there's been met many. Uh, so I agree. I think you got to play Pickett though. Uh, I think Pickett sucks, and I think Trubisky sucks. So you might as well <laughs> play the sucky one who you spent a draft pick on. <laughs> I believe it's an overreaction. Um, the Houston Texans are the worst team in football. Hold on. Let me consult my bottom four, <laughs> or bottom eight teams. Uh, true. Accurate. <laughs> uh, false. I think they win this week. And also, I think it's Detroit. I still think it's Houston. I think Detroit hasn't been healthy in a while. Wait till Swift and Amon Ra are back. I'm going to say it's Detroit. I am completely off the Dan Campbell hype train, <laughs> belief, kneecap biting regiment, whatever we got going on. <laughs> completely off of it. Houston at least has Damian Pierce, who is doing very well for me in fantasy in some leagues. Um, and Houston's always just got a lot of fight, and I think their fight actually leads to wins as opposed to Detroit. So it's probably somewhat accurate because they're probably that number two team, but I believe the worst team is Detroit. Listen, the 10 win, the 10 win dream for Detroit is still a lot if they just went out. <laughs> it just got one out, yeah. Um Taylor Heineke is the better quarterback in Washington over Carson Wentz. Absolutely. <laughs> There you go. Uh, no, I think it's still Wentz. Is better. I couldn't. 
I couldn't have said it better myself, Dan. Absolutely. Absolutely, Newman. Yeah. Um, I think he just gives them more dynamic play. And I don't know. It's just Taylor Heineke. We just know him to kind of be a baller. And that's what he was in the second half. So I, I saw uh, I saw on part of my take, he was talking to those guys. And this is cool thing he does. Any team, after he beats a new team in the NFL, he buys a pair of Jordans in their colorway, which I think is pretty dope. That's sick. Well, he's also got some swag to him, which Carson Wentz does not. Carson Wentz, no swag. <laughs> All right. Um, three more. Aaron Rodgers has reached the end of his career. This is it. Over, overreaction. I think he's kind of losing it mentally. I think a lot of the stuff he's said in the last year or so, he seems to really be kind of losing, uh, losing it cognitively. Um, and I think he's also losing it a little bit on the field. So I'm going to say this is not an overreaction. I think he should retire. I think he does too many psychedelic drugs, which are <laughs> affecting his play. And I think the Green Bay Packers made a horrific investment, giving him four more years because he was whining like a little crybaby. Um, I think that he is not as good as he once was, and he will never be as good as he once was. I'm going to say this is not an overreaction. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, I believe there's like rumors that he's going to retire. Um, just it, there's something off about this year. I know he was the, he's the back-to-back MVP, but like, I think this is it. I mean, Green Bay is showing that they don't want to give him pieces. They're giving him fourth and fifth round receivers to throw to injured receivers. Um, so I think, like Evan said, from a, a mental standpoint, is it's just time to check out. I don't think there's anything there in Green Bay. So this is probably the end. And you saw him, and I know this has kind of been going around. You saw him on the ground after that uh, crazy play against Washington at the end of the game. I mean, he just looks – just so done. I think he's just done. Agreed. Um, Taysom Hill is currently the New Orleans Saints' best player on offense. Yes. He'd say he makes up for me taking Kyle Pitts in the fourth round. Uh, I think that's an overreaction. I'd go Alave. I'd go Camara over him. I agree with that, but I believe that's an overreaction as well. I believe this is an accurate statement in the fact that whoever okay. New Orleans' offensive coordinator is is an absolute idiot for not getting this guy the ball more. Um, he's better than Andy Dalton at quarterback. He's better on the goal. Well, okay, he's probably not better than Kamara in terms of running, but he adds a, a, a different dynamic when he is in the backfield, I think. And then as a tight end and receiver, I think he's, he's just – he's an overall Swiss Army knife. I think New Orleans is stupid for not giving him more touches – Completely not a biased take because he's on one of my fantasy teams, but um, it's just <laughs> yeah. so dynamic. And I think it just offers a level of complexity when he's out there compared to Chris Olave or Alvin Kamara. I think it just stresses the defense so much that he's their best player. I will say they're a very boring offense just in general this year. Yeah. They, I would say they should just tank, but you know, Philly has their first round pick. So <laughs> but maybe they should tank. I would like that. Right. Um, last one here. Kyler Murray is nothing without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, overreaction because he just spammed the fuck out of Marquise Brown before that and it worked fine. Uh can we say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams? I'm, I'm not sure. I would say uh no, of course. I think Kyler that was uh, really good regardless I actually really don't care for Kyler uh, I don't think he's that good I think he is a product of what's around him and yes he spammed Brown and he spams Hopkins but I think that's more on those guys to be able to make plays after the catch more so than it is Kyler being a good quarterback yeah I've kind of been back and forth on Kyler as a quarterback um but I think you can, clear, you can see a clear distinction in his play with the offense before DeAndre Hopkins came back in this past week against New Orleans, which I still think is a pretty good defense. Um, 
So I don't know if he's nothing, but he does take a severe hit in his play. Um, maybe the better question should have been, is he nothing with Call of Duty? Or is he something with something like that? It's a good one. Um, are we doing pickums? Uh yeah, I'm gonna run through them real quick. All right, sweet. All right, so Thursday we got the Ravens at the Bucks. Baltimore. Gotta be Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. Dan looking to gain some points. What do we have a standings update? No, it's no. standings are crap. Standings are crap. <laughs> we just do this for a pure entertainment purpose now. Um London game, Broncos at Jags. At uh fucking Jags. Jags and the Broncos should uh fire hack it right after the game. And then they should trade Wilson. Jags. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson, I think I honestly have never hated an athlete more than I've hated Russell Wilson for the past seven weeks. Yes. So, so what's up with him uh, stretching on the flight for four hours? Could someone tell me that? Doing yeah, high knees. You got to get out. Doing high knees on the flight. Probably while reciting Bible verses from memory. <laughs> and Subway pulled his Danger Witch from production. So, they're fuck. Too many memes. Dude fucking sucks. It's spicy. Um, I'm taking Denver in this one. No. They have to win. They have to win. And Jacksonville's just fallen off since their hot start. Um, the Panthers at the Falcons. Uh, Falcons. I'm taking Carolina in this game. I am going to take the Falcons. Falcons. The Bears at the Cowgirls. <laughs> uh, the cowgirls cow for sure uh well listen if the patriots are gonna be bad this year then i guess they gotta be back with the cowboys not the cowgirls so give me dallas uh, by probably 15 to 20 points let's go dallas and fingers crossed tony pollard finally eclipses elliot in touch shares which he is quickly approaching i'll take dallas um Miami at Detroit. Miami. Yeah, no eight wins for Detroit this year. Miami. Such a trap game. Detroit. Oh, I'm Detroit as well. <laughs> oh, shit. On the road, coming off a, a kind of a lousy Monday night win against a bum opponent. Uh, I, I think Detroit steals one here. Yeah, you like Jeff Okuda on Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I like nobody on Tyreek Hill, but I like Jared Goff to get back to his ways and start slinging it again with Amon Ra. I like Tua, like, trying to throw it against Detroit, I guess. I I don't think Tua is good. I'm starting to like Tua. I'm actually – I've been very anti-Tua on this pod, but I think you give him weapons and he's starting to figure it out. Give anyone those two. They would be a top five quarterback in the league. But again, of course, it's going to help his performance on the field. He had five to six dropped interceptions against the Steelers. I, okay, that is true. <laughs> I will say, though, I mean, look at what he did to Baltimore earlier in the year. Look at what he did to Baltimore. Look at the wide open receivers he hit, not in stride. <laughs> um, Cardinals at Vikings. Uh, Cardinals, roll. Yeah, this is a trap game. Arizona. Purple Storm, baby. My division winners. Go many. School. Picking Minnesota. Um, the Raiders at the Saints. Uh, take the Taysom Hills. Said it earlier, going Raiders. I'm going to go Saints at home. Tough place to win on the road for Vegas. I'm taking the Raiders and manifesting an Eagles top five pick. Um, Patriots at Jets. My roommate's got 20 bucks on this game. Fuck. Uh, take the Patriots. Pats. Jets by double digits. Whoa. Shit. Oh, boy. Damn. Uh, I'm taking the Jets as well. They're debuting the black helmets. We don't even oh, know. Those are sexy. They are. And we don't even know who's starting at quarterback for the Patriots right now. 
So, uh, Steelers at Eagles. Uh, birds. Go Birds. 7-0 and Philadelphia. Of course, because I said that they'll lose. Nick Sirianni, coach of the year. Did I just hear a clean sweep? Woo! Ooh, <laughs> nice. uh, Titans at Texans. Uh, Titans. Houston. Houston just got steamrolled by Vegas. I'm going to Tennessee. Going with Tennessee as well. Commanders at Colts. Colts. It's, it's Sam's time. There we go. Indy, but I think both offenses look really bad. I think Ellinger has 300 total yards <laughs> in a win. I think they're just going to I'm not even kidding. His preseason stats were wild. 21 of 28 for 289 and four scores, and he ran for 71 and a touchdown. You've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Campbell to have 20 plus fantasy points. Wow, just just slinging these hot takes out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a hot take tag to it. Um, I'm going with India in this one. Uh 49ers at Rams. Uh Niners. LA Rams. Niners. Uh, this is interesting. San Fran needs a win to not drop three straight, but the Rams are coming off a bye. Sorry, I got a fire truck going by my house, but uh, I'm going to be going with the Niners. Giants at Seahawks. I'm playing Daniel Jones this week. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. Let's do it. Giants. I am rooting for the Giants to win 50 to 49 because I'm starting Geno and Kenneth Walker. So I'm going to go Giants, but hoping for a slugfest. Uh, I'm going with the Seahawks. Mm, Packers at Bills. Uh, Bills, Aaron Rodgers retires at halftime. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buffalo. Bills and Jordan Love plays the second half. Wow. It, the Bills, so clean sweep. Um, Monday night game, Bengals at Browns. It's Bengals, they're hot. Bengals, Browns trade Kareem Hunt in the following week. Bengals retweeting what Evan said. Bengals and Kareem Hunt goes to the Eagles. Ooh. For a fourth round pick. Ooh. Why? You have Miles Sanders. Because we tried to trade for Christian McCaffrey. We're obviously in the market. <laughs> what about Cam Akers? Real quick, Cam Akers, is he going to get traded? He's washed. Yes. Knees garbage. So you don't think he he'll, gets traded? He'll be traded. Damian Harris will also be traded. What call? I think Damian Harris will be traded as well. Wow. And I, I, ironically, I said last week that they should trade him or San Francisco should be wanting him, but then they got McCaffrey. So maybe Rams. All right. Well, that's all we had for this week. And so anything else you guys want to mention or say before? Well, I would just say it was great to have uh, the boys back. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And go, uh, go the football teams in New York. Yeah, everyone manifest Staley getting fired over the bye for Sean Payton. Ooh. Ooh, that would be I, good. I think we should manifest the Patriots tank. No, I think they can still make the playoffs. Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. God, what's gotten into you? I have Zach Wilson fever. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Um We'll catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Slinging It Deep podcast. You can find us most notably on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, make sure to check out our MLB, NBA, and NHL show, the Clubhouse Convos podcast. Make sure to also follow our Instagram as well at the Clubhouse Convos for Power Rankings episode releases and so much more. Thanks again for joining us today, and we will see you back here next week. Take care, everybody.
Put your tears away Ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts you know,